sample part of uh, mad about growth mad about growth is an invite only community for sales marketing and strategy professionals so we um, essentially started this as a digital community because we don't want it to become yet another uh, like a linkedin group or a whatsapp group or a telegram group where like you know eventually you end up uh, just receiving forward messages right um so one way to kind of differ from that is having this invite only thing where uh, right now uh, people who are here in this live recording are part of our apprenticeship team the first batch that we have taken so what we do is uh, as a community we are learning and practicing right so in learning piece is where this podcast also comes in where people from the industry who have been there done that come and share their knowledge with us and um, the other thing that we also do is you know learn from research papers and the other formats that are available to us so one thing is uh, we have written a book called the growth engine handbook growth engine handbook is um, like the name suggests it's not a book it's a handbook where we have right from understanding a company to lean canvas to understanding a customer buyer persona buyer journey how do you create content for these people in each of these buyer segments and the journey that they are taking till they reach and make a purchase or like complete a goal that you have set for your company right um so this is the framework that we are using for the apprenticeship also so what we do is we take an apprenticeship we give them like uh, so right now we have five different groups working on five different brands so the goal is to grow these brands in the next two months time frame following the framework that given in the growth in impact so so it's a win win for uh, everyone involved because like uh, people with uh, no or uh, lesser skill compared to professionals working in the growth field they get to work on real world brands they get to read the book or the handbook and then apply it in real time and see how it's progressing so that's one and the second thing is for the brand's perspective you know um it's they can also test it out with a minimal uh, commercial intent over there right so one thing that has um, come as a surprise so which we didn't really uh, envision was these brands now want to continue with our apprenticeship after this two months also so now that's a good thing so uh, so in the second batch onwards that will be very clear for people even when they join us okay um, so that's about marabout growth so we have we learn through research papers through the books whatever we get our hands on and then we practice by building the brands right and podcast comes in as a way we can interact with the industry and academicians so in the future events we have like professors from mica coming in and talking about the research that they are doing in terms of marketing and stuff like that right uh, so that's about uh, mad about growth as a community now with that i'm going to quickly introduce or set the tone for why we are all here so we are here today because we have chaitanya with us chaitanya his bio is uh, he started working on his site projects and building wordpress websites at the age of 17 part of the crazy startup called crazy heads and when he was 19 years old he tried everything right from brand development to sales to building stuff and marketing which accelerated his journey towards you know a full fledged marketing career by 2015 crazy heads was india's fastest emerging digital media startup back when uh, saas industry uh, for the last four years 
and you launch products and helps companies scale growth and revenue using cost effective and lean methods in southeast asia africa and north america so currently uh, he's a head of growth at appnox a leading mobile security startup across india and singapore and over the last one year he has been able to increase the monthly recurring revenue from 16k usd to 67k usd all right that's a pretty impressive uh, bio for someone as young as you i would say <laughs> not pretty much yeah but yeah sorry yeah not pretty much is not interesting as like what you think but yeah <laughs> it's a kind of a compliment i would take it Yeah. Okay, so great. first let me congratulate on what you're doing on mad of growth right so i've been looking at uh things like growth tribe product school mm. uh and other things which people talk in the us in the saas industry right? right so they follow these lean methods where they take things from the research papers and apply into the actual things uh one of the things uh i can talk about is so when you think about marketing people talk about uh general way of looking at uh, ads and all of things but when you actually think and apply methods from the research they talk about user psychology the dopamine effect like why you have the notifications button on instagram with bumble the thing right so that is what you get when you study the deep methods i mean if you're bringing that kind of things to the indian ecosystem i mean it's pretty much interesting for everyone who is looking at a marketing space lovely thanks a lot thanks a lot i mean we are trying right like we just started yeah. and um, you know people like you when um when you can suggest like if you come across a cutting edge research paper and that you have used and you're like hey guys please check this out right mm-hmm. that'll help a lot as well and like we said it's a it's, it's a community so we want to grow these skills right and people and especially mm-hmm. given the fact that india is going through this not just india internationally we are going through this uh, deep recession that uh, no one has foreseen yeah and uh, it becomes even more pertinent for people to improve their skills mm-hmm. and create a personal brand as well while they are improving their skills right mm-hmm. that's yeah. one uh, thing that's also kind of cohesively putting us together into this space and like okay let's learn and let's try to build a brand Mm-hmm. and in that process build up personal brand as well mm-hmm. right? okay. Uh, okay so one uh, um, one thing that really caught my mind was um, when you said you know you help companies scale in terms of revenue using cost effective means but mm-hmm. across southeast asia and then africa and then north america okay now this yeah. like, it's like length and breadth of the world that you have covered essentially so yes. uh have you seen any cultural differences in terms of the ad copies that you're generating when you're doing something for africa and when you're doing something for southeast asia and- uh yeah a lot but before let's talk about ad copies let's hmm. talk about a user perspective of buying a product and right. how would he look at a product or a service okay. right so when you look at southeast asia the one thing which he would look at is uh Southeast Asia is filled with financial banking kind of companies. Mm-hmm. They would look at uh, security. They would look at what features would c- cut down my costs. What features would increase my revenue? Mm-hmm. Uh, how am I different from two biggies of the world? Like, say, he's competing with Apple's of the world to HCLs. Mm-hmm. If you're a new startup, like, how am I different from this? Okay. So that is what Southeast Asia talks about. When you look at Africa. 
they talk about the scale how mm-hmm. can i grow from 10x to 25x how would this particular user or a particular feature could help me get there right. because africa is limited in terms of the how the world sees it but it's doing great in terms of the research and mm-hmm. the kind of so there are a billion dollar startups coming up from there like right. on many terms in terms of payment gateways and all of that mm. north america you know it's all the silicon valley and all of that but mm. it's all omni culture like there are people who look at multiple things from a uh, cultural fit and also adaptation so one thing uh, which acts as a blocker for you in north america is if you can't have someone who can understand the local culture right uh for example there are many companies uh, who say that hey i can't work with you if you have if we don't have a in house guy in the silicon valley because they want to have someone so that they can have a trust factor mm. so this is what you need to think when you're approaching your marketing strategy and then comes your ad copies relevance mm. and how you write your ad pages and other things and stuff right okay great uh that's actually a good point okay so now is it because that southeast asia is mostly fintech related startups that mm-hmm. appnox launched over there like can you tell us the journey with respect to appnox how did you join them and the story from there uh, yeah so uh, we ideally want uh, try to launch in india uh, and we failed drastically uh, like uh, one of our first companies was paytm which we wanted to work with and if you see that uh, the pricing which they wanted to pay is uh, less than an apple mouse now okay but if you look at a singapore based company where they really focused on security and they really focused on what roi you bring in uh, mm-hmm. how can they save workforce cost and then we thought there's a the right place and how i joined appnox is uh, one of the co-founders is a good friend of mine Okay. Uh, eventually appnox is my first client when i'm working with crazy heads oh okay uh. i mean we have a relation building up and all of that mm-hmm. and one of the co-founder was leaving and they want some marketing guy like who can join in and pull the plug right away like with, without who just knows industry and who knows what to do and what not to do mm-hmm. and that is how the journey started Okay okay great so when you joined them they you said that they were around 16k mrr yeah 16k mrr okay so then what was your first one month like when you joined them uh so uh i can give this as a tip whenever you join any saas company uh just start off with your understanding your competitor space hmm. uh consider two guys or three guys one could be where you can compete with one could be where you can't effort to compete with mm. Mm. and other could be in the median okay uh this is my first thing which i did okay so i did figure out who are my competitors what are the features which they are offering what are the features which i am we are not offering okay uh what are their marketing budgets like spent my time talking to gartner analyst g2 research analyst so this is my first 45 days to 2 months so then we figured out these are the things which you can do this is the things which we can't do this is where we have money to do it 
and this is where we can't take take a risk because of so and so factors then we put up a plan that uh, these are the early pointers which we can think if we do it now this can grow uh, one of them was search okay uh, even when we are at 16k mrr we clocking up about 10 to 15000 uh, hits per month mm. uh, but what was doing wrong was there were they're not relevant traffic i mean people who are looking for a free solution people who are like uh, so you know cyber security is a vague domain uh-huh. like uh, even a college student who wanted to do their research project can come on land on the website if okay. he's searching for relevant keyword okay All so right. we wanted to pivot that user persona to a level where SMEs and enterprises uh, find about our apps. Mm-hmm. So this is where the pivot happened. Okay, and then we identified the what are the breakpoints, like what are the keywords which were ranking. So, so this is a thing in search, right? So mm-hmm. uh, unless you, uh, it's easy to crack, and it's also very hard to crack. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless you. Uh, understand the user in the right way and you have all your check marks like technical seo and a b c and d right and you can't get there you can't be found and you need to understand how a user would search for example i am a marketer i might search uh, best security tools but if i am selling to a ceo he might not search for the best security tool he might search for uh, how can i reduce my security cost mm. so you need to figure that out so that is what we figured out and then we used our existing efforts mm. to build a top layer on top of what we wanted to so let's say we're ranking for a keyword called as vulnerability assessment then we use that keyword as a base keyword and then go with the next level of additional layer of search improvisation so that is what drove the search to relevant audience right okay great so now uh, you started with competitor analysis like what and you also talked a little bit about uh, gartner analysis you spoke to can you explain yeah. a little bit on like what kind of tools that you used and the process that you followed uh, so competitor analysis is simple don't dig into it you just search for some google sheet templates and figure out mm-hmm. uh, so to break it into summarize into simple thing understand what are the uh, go to all the review sites Okay. figure out the negative reviews of your competitors right and uh-huh. uh now figure out if you have any future or any particular usp uh-huh. which can overcome these right okay which you already have or you are planning to then build which we already have but right. we don't know is it right to market those or right. we need to market the whole suit right 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 okay hmm so that is when we understood hey these are the big guys okay. and they are having issues and mm. there are a lot of people who can't afford because the starting cost of the suit which we are competing starts at like 2 to 3 million dollars per year that's a huge and they are having these kind of issues right and if appnox wanted to compete with those kind of guys we need to be edge on edge like you need right. to tell that hey this guys is having that Mm. this is where app appnox can help you as a startup right nice so when you say app review sites um you're talking about like it's G- not about app you call about uh, look at software suggest software suggest uh, go- look at 
Gartner look at G2 also look for keywords like cons of a particular tool mm. uh, look for controversies of a particular tool bad reviews like use all your keywords <laughs> very nice so that, that that was my next question which is so when you say you did keyword optimization so it, so probably it was like broad match and then like uh, you kind of brought it down to like phrase matches and then like exact match like yeah okay. yeah I mean, it also involves multiple things, right? And also, you need to. I mean, actually, uh, the moment marketing comes in every stage of marketing. It's not a particular thing. For me, the most successful campaigns which I did is everything on moment marketing. Okay, great. I mean, I can take like more than hundred examples. Okay, great. Let's talk about that. So let's try to define moment marketing. Okay. Yeah. And. as far as your concern what is moment marketing and then tell us about the top 3 things that you did with respect to moment marketing within appnox ha huh. okay so moment marketing for me uh, in the b2b space uh, no one uh, would buy or a look at a particular product unless you build a connection trigger so that is where my moment marketing starts okay and use a social influence Uh, so one of the things I'll take an example which I did today. Okay. Uh, so I was looking at my LinkedIn feed. So there's this uh, G two analyst which I follow. Mm. Uh, he was looking. I was writing a post on which says, uh, in the last fifteen days there is twenty percent increase on no code platforms and how much they're spending on security. So what gives me is I need to talk about something. on no code platforms and how they can improve the security now and mm. do an outreach plan very nice mm. so other one is uh, you know the arogya setu thing mm. uh, i mean it's kind of uh, hey why on lot of things and all of that so we took that and we challenged the hacker saying that arogya setu is safe it intentionally it is safe mm. but what he's claiming is just for the social stigma like getting the followers and all of that Oh, that uh, Elia Dalit. Yeah, yeah. And we had a fight with him when he did the same thing when Adar got breached, and like we had that kind of, we uh, eventually like get in fights with him. Okay. <laughs> so that is when uh, we told that hey, this is safe because we wrote a long blog post saying that this is why Aragasiti is safe. Whatever you're claiming is false because of these and these reasons. Hmm. and uh, whatever you talking is the functionality of the app not a security clause nice mm. so this is the moment marketing okay because you said uh, you know let's say g2 crowd analyst is writing about no code and uh, how people are spending very little money on the security aspect okay mm. you see that now mm. from the moment you have seen that to churning out a content mm. okay What's the process like? Do you sit down and write, or you tell your team to write it? Like, how does it go? Like the process, because you have to like, uh, yeah, yeah, right. So, uh, just to give a uh, idea, mm. Upnox marketing team is very lean. Like, it's a three-member team. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, initially, like, whenever I just have, I just put them on Slack, and they'll start researching from the right then. Uh. And within the first day, we have a draft. We have. landing page copy everything goes in like 3 to 4 days okay or oh, 3 to 4 days maximum okay 
So same thing happens to let, let's say this Elliot Alderson releases a medium blog saying that Aragya Setu is this, this, this. And then yeah. in three, four days, you're able to respond to him with a detailed analysis. Okay. Yeah. And so then, does that mean like you understand the product and the features as much as the tech team and the founders? Uh, actually, I would say a marketing team needs to understand better than the tech team. Okay. Hmm. Good point. Uh, so let's see, tech team, uh, there are few guys who dig into a lot of information, but there are few tech guys who work in a different way. You tell them, hey, this is what I wanted to build. So they'll just build that. Mm. But marketing team need to understand how you build it. Like what are the things involved in it? Is there someone who already built it or is it useful? Who is the persona and a lot of things. Okay. Even, uh, even my founder comes back to me sometimes and say that, Hey, this is what we're trying to do. What do you think? <laughs> uh, I mean, okay. marketing needs to be on data, on features, having all eyes open all the time. Right, right. So that's where the uh, initial 45 days to two months of understanding your competitors, understanding your products, yeah. so that helps, right? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Nice. Okay. So uh, any other thing that comes to your mind with respect to moment marketing that maybe that you have implemented or maybe you have seen some other marketer implemented and you're like, man, like, wish I had done that. Uh, so there is other thing which were implemented at some point, like uh, before joining Appnox, Appnox implemented. Uh, so there is this uh, particular time when we're going into uh, this phase of a hard time of acquiring users. Okay. Uh, it's back then in 2016 mm. when we are somewhere between uh, whether Singapore is the right place or India is the right place and things. Mm. That is when uh, we came up with a uh, plugin for Android Studio. Okay. Oh, nice. Uh, it's called as a Grammarly for your code, code uh, security. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, uh, so uh, the kind of users which we wanted to target at that point of time are the initial developers in the companies like Freshworks, IBM, who won't buy a product, but... Uh, they can spend enough like $20 to $15 to buy a product which can solve a lot of issues for their year. Mm. And then you can have a channel to approach their uh, managers, super seniors, if you build that range of the product. Okay. Huh. So how long did it take? Who came up with that idea? Uh, so one of my, yeah, my CTOs came up with the idea. It took us about 45 days to build the product. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then we were on production ranking one on security for about a month. Uh, then that drove us about 25,000 visits, a lot of signups. I mean, uh, we don't want it to be commercialized at the start. So right. what we did is we open sourced it. We want people to add features into it. Uh, like, right. so this is how the security domain works. So you can't go to a sec, uh, any guy in security and say that, Hey, this is my product. Uh, I'm giving a free trial. Try it. They won't, they just say on the face that I'm not listening to you. Mm. So you need to have a proper, uh, message, a story. Why did you create this? What, right. uh, how did you create this? Why I should use it? Mm. Why you are not using it now? Right. Mm. I mean, they won't even listen to you. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sell, uh, marketing and security is like 
uh, way different from marketing in other techs. Correct. Mm, that's true. So we have been talking about all the positive aspects of these things. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the things that you really thought would work, but it like fell flat. Okay. So this is a PR release which backfired. Okay. So uh, it's I don't want to take the name of the company for a couple of reasons. So actually, it's one of the government agencies which you're working with. Okay. And somehow uh, there is something happened, and uh, the marketing team back then said did a press release that we're working with this particular company on so and so, and did some PR activity, okay. and where they eventually forgot to mention about certain things, okay. and there is a clause in our agreement saying that. you can't do a press release while working with a government agency mm okay <laughs> so, so it's a moment like, marketing but it's a backfire mm that's true but like it's probably also because like the team was very small so you guys didn't go through the entire process of i uh, mean it, it depends on multiple things right whenever you think of a company which is growing at the hyper growth stage mm. uh you think of ways to uh, build your brand right in that phase you miss a lot of things there are a couple of experiences at the end we went to a stage where this guy is not paying us anything ah uh, okay and he's using a service for free right. because we did a pr release mm okay got it all right um anything else you want to cover in moment marketing before we move to the next section uh i think that sorts it out but okay. if you have any particular questions on How do you really think of a moment marketing approach? I can give a couple of examples. Yeah, yeah, please do. Uh, so moment marketing is just like influencing a particular situation, right? Right. So right. if you are in a particular industry, mm. look for guys who are the uh, decision makers for the entire industry. Let's say look for someone uh, if he says. Instagram is dead today. The whole industry will believe him. Mm-hmm. So look for those guys. Okay. And follow those guys. What are they talking about? Right, right. Makes sense. Mm. So look for those guys who claim that this is wrong, mm. and they get some bad and positive PR out of it. Mm-hmm. So this is an approach which defines your moment marketing initial point where you think. Yeah, this is a user, and this is what he's claiming. And if he is talking about it, the whole world believes it. Hmm. This is very interesting because uh, this kind of ties then influencer marketing. But you're not using the influencer to say certain things, but yeah. you're just following that person. And then the moment she puts up something that you can use, then you yeah. use moment marketing and then like create a content around that. So, yeah. Very nice. Hmm. Okay. So that's one. Yeah. Uh, so we want to give me more. Okay, so that is one. To us, always look for your competitors. Like what are doing, doing. What are they not? Mm. Uh, so don't you don't believe me? I have uh, Google alerts triggering me every day. Whenever someone writes a negative review of my top ten competitors, I I get a Google alert. Okay. <laughs> cool. Mm. Competitor analysis. So yeah, this is your art of war with Sanju, right? Like understand your enemy. Yeah. Okay. I mean the multiple things, but as a start, you need to uh, start at some point, right? So this is your starting point. Right. Uh, when you dig deep into it, then you should be applicable. I mean, you should can create your own framework into it. 
Okay. I mean, I have a defined framework which works for me. Right. But I can't say that the framework which works for you. Correct, correct, correct. Huh. But this would act as a starting point to just start your journey into the moment marketing. Very nice. All right. Let's go into the rapid fire round now. Okay. Yeah. So what's the best purchase under 5,000 that had a positive impact in your life recently? Uh, or at any point in time? Hmm. So probably uh, the couple of apps or deals which I buy. So a lot of them had a very big impact. So uh, uh, yeah, so Absum is a lifetime uh, deal if you might not know. So I was at this one stage uh, where I can't afford a SEO tool. Okay. And I have a big project. I mean, the tool is like for $100. Mm. But, if, uh, but this is a big project which is worth a good amount of money. If I can't have that tool, I can't take up that project. Right. But I don't have that initial money to buy it. Mm-hmm. So these kind of things change my journey towards a lot of things. Okay. So what did you buy with 5,000 rupees? That So I, I grabbed a uh, lifetime deal on AppSumo. Uh-huh. That is okay. back in, I think, probably like four or five years back. Oh, lovely. <laughs> so you still have that? I still have that. Oh, awesome. Uh-huh. But like, do you find AppSumo useful for uh, Indian content? A lot. I mean, uh, think of this thing. So, uh, consider you're building a startup where mm. you're evaluating a lot of things. Mm. Uh, consider you are, as a marketing guy, you're trying A, B, C, and D tools, mm. and mm. you don't want it to pay $50 or $100 per month. Mm. The good thing about AppSumo is like you try the tool. Uh, if you're not liking it, you get the initial refund. If you like it, you grab it for an entire life for $49. Okay. Mm. Cool. I mean, if you're very lean, like you you have string marketing budgets when you're starting up and you don't know what tool to use, what not, you're just figuring out your own things, right? Right, right, right. Mm. True. Achha, so next one. What's the book uh, that you have uh, given most as a gift? Uh, so, uh, the world of marketing, there is one book called as, uh, Steve Jobs presentation. Mm-hmm. So where, uh, the author talks about how you need to present your ideas well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is an example. He takes it. So, uh, when they're releasing the first iPod, uh, they talks about thousand songs in your pocket. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sony is doing the same thing mm-hmm. when they're t- uh, talking about. Uh, some other thing, but they didn't sell because what really sell is thousands of in your pocket. Right, right, right. True. Mm. So this is one uh, kind of book which I love. Other one is Underground Marketing by Russell Benson. Russell Benson is the founder of ClickFunnels. Uh, so ClickFunnels is a marketing tool that changed the entire industry of how marketing works. Okay. Uh, so they're a company uh, where they bootstrapped and they are currently doing about 100 million. Mm. And the growth is in like four or five years. Very nice. So these are the kind of books which fascinates me. I mean, everyone has their own choice of books, but they're like my kind of books which I read. Lovely. Okay, next one. How has a failure or an apparent failure set you up for later success? Which is what you're doing right now. Let's assume this is like, yeah. Mm. 
so uh, always consider a failure as your uh, starting point to do something big so uh, i see a lot of parents and a lot of guys who say say that hey get a job in tcs get a job in wipro and all of that i mean that is limiting yourself from something which you wanted to do okay. if the kid wanted to do something don't limit him for certain things let him do the thing if it's not working out then let him figure out hey you you just turned 21 when you completing your graduation mm-hmm. and you're not that old so i think you will figure out your things until mm-hmm. you reach 26 or 27 that is when you figure out your things mm-hmm. so play with the things until 26 or 27 then figure out what you actually wanted to do um but like i don't but what's the failure though sure first uh, failure for you hmm. so the first failure is the lot of failures so there is this thing where uh, when my dad said like you're not fit for anything and you can't do any stuff and all of that but hmm. eventually that give me the motivation to do something big and it's not about just um and that let like a lot of people who said that hey you're just wasting your time on working on an idea which doesn't work mm. uh when i was my third year of grad second year of grad like a lot of my professors said even my best friend said hey why are you wasting your time and you're not even enjoying your life and you're not even working on something which is valued you're just wasting your time mm. i mean that is a negative thing and that affected me uh for a couple of months like am i really doing that or this is just what they feel okay and after some point i didn't care what they say uh, there are a couple of days when i didn't talk to a lot of my friends for let's say 6 months 8 months and then i used to work on my own things and then they came back after couple of days i mean that is when they realized that hey this guy is doing something better mm very nice okay um if you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything mm. you want on it right mm. what would the words be on that billboard that summarizes your life or like a world value that you stand by mm. uh so uh as a professional and as a person i value three things so one is always have right mentors in your uh, industry mm. and uh, right mentors in the sense like even there are few mentors who say that hey do this do that but eventually they won't help you in figuring out when you're not doing when something is not going right mm. so you need to have someone where who would act as a friend even your friend couldn't be a mentor even if your family friend could be a mentor even your ex boss could be a mentor so figure out that right mentor mm. so if i have a board i'll have three things one is uh i'll write who is my mentor what i'm going to do today i don't want you to talk about what i'm doing uh, in marketing you talk about hey three month plan six month plan eight month plan and one year plan mm. uh that is on the professional but you want to be, be- better as a person and also uh better in terms of lot of things start with today execute it then go with tomorrow mm. so don't procrastinate things that hey i wanted to do this uh, how do i do uh, do i have budget do mm. i have the tools do i have my resources do you have a content writer in place do i have a designer don't procrastinate things mm. uh, figure out what you have try executing using that 
Okay. That's all you need to do. That's the second one. What's the third? I mean, third is always uh, just have couple of guys uh, who believe in you. Have some close circle. Mm. Uh, I mean, in the startup world and always in the professional world, the way we are moving and lot of things, you right. need to have some good people. So just have a good couple of friends that you can hang out with. That's it. That's all I would say. Okay, very nice. Um, do you remember the inflection point when you decided to do what you are doing right now? Yes, I did. Okay. uh so this is my inflection point so before uh so this happened when i was joining crazy heads and before that i had a startup so this is like a three member team things are not going well uh, right from first one week i mean the lot of arguments we're not agreeing on anything that is when uh i went back and thought like is this what i wanted to do or is it something else so mm. that got to my face where i could think of lot of things so i have like a b c d e and f and what am i going to do if i'm choosing a what am i going to do if i'm choosing b mm. uh given like giving an example uh, after that i had an option to do an internship at iim bangalore i have an option to do uh, a work with crazy heads and then eventually being the co member and all of that uh i had an internship with yelp which is remote mm, nice and i have like couple of other options but what i eventually choose is the point which triggered lot of things right right so you ended up choosing crazy heads yes okay. yeah <laughs> very nice um okay so this is something that most people go through especially marketers like you like you do a particular campaign it doesn't work as well as that you had hoped for So that mm-hmm. moments when you feel down, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, how do you pick yourself up when that happens? So this thing. So don't consider marketing as a very successful journey. Mm-hmm. First thing. Mm-hmm. So let's say if you're doing ten campaigns, one will work out. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes even that one will not work out. Okay. That's so good. if you are uh, seeing something, so give a particular time to each of the campaigns of whatever things you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so understand what is the average industry success rate like how many days a particular guy is doing and where he is getting succeeded right uh optimize that to that level where you're saying if something is not uh, going right leave that pick up some other idea mm. execute that and then maybe after two months or something come back to this okay think of a new approach mm. so that is what i do okay all right Very nice. Uh, what advice would you give to a smart, driven college student who is about mm-hmm. to enter the real world, right? And yeah. what advice should they ignore? Uh, so first thing, don't uh, fear about your placements. Don't fear. I mean, your placement is not going to teach you anything in the real world. Mm. I mean, always choose your uh, first company. uh where you can learn things and build good relationships uh don't think like hey uh, i'm studying in uh, iit bitspilani vit why should i work with the startup mm. so don't think of those so you're not uh, too big to earn lot of money right you need to figure out 
if the industry which you're picking is right for you you don't even know that mm. so uh, it took me a lot of time to understand that marketing is right for me correct mm. so if you see a lot of marketers so a lot of marketers come from a software engineering background right so at some point a lot of guys realize that marketing is for me so you need to get to that realization where you need to experiment things and figure out if this is right is this what i wanted to do down the line of 5 to 10 years or this is what i wanted to see in me very nice all right uh, do you think uh, i've missed anything is there a question uh, that i should ask uh so there is one uh, tip i wanted to give uh-huh. for someone come into marketing right 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 uh so there's a different uh, acronym synonyms uh, coming for the growth marketing growth hacker and all of that and these are overhyped mm. so don't get into the overhyped titles and all of that figure out what you can actually do so there are two things one is whether uh, you are some guy who can execute only two things and not uh, you don't have a hands on on multiple things then okay. choose a company which is more established and more where it is driven by processes than experiments right uh, if you are some guy who can get hands on on a to z starting from paid ads to abm campaigns to content building landing pages building n number of stuff then get into a startup mm Mm. so figure out where you can go whether you're a process guy or you're an executor right but don't you think like process helps you execute faster a process helps execute faster but you're only process driven than the just right. setting up right documentation right right you're not executing things right. unless you go in the room and say that hey uh, this is what i did and mm. this is what w- worked out and this is what i did in this particular campaign lovely mm. and you need to be in a phase where you don't have your resources you need to like to write your landing page you need to understand your heat maps you need to write your ad copies you need to understand what keywords work mm. uh, how you need to bid your campaigns right what kind of uh, you need to also learn if there are times where i learned python i don't know python mm. i have to learn python because mm. i wanted to understand how the schema works on a website right and how can i implement the json parameters and all of that shit mm, 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 mm. so you need to be that guy where either you can get on hands on and do uh you're not a master in anything but you can do uh, learn and do and execute things or you wanted to be focused on one or two things and then do that okay lovely uh chaitanya this has been a pleasure uh, really talking to you i'm gonna read this book called uh, the underground marketer yeah uh, or underground marketing mm-hmm. that's uh, one thing and i really liked your answer about the billboard thing as well uh, people usually give a quote and yeah. uh, you kind of broke it down into three different things um okay so what we'll do now is we'll take mm-hmm. questions and uh, guys if you want to come on cam and ask the questions we can do that or if you want to put it up on chat that's fine as well um so, yeah it could be around moment marketing it could be about uh, anything i mean you can ask me about anything i mean little anything you just open all right yes yeah hi chaitanya rasika here 
Teresa, hi. Hi. Uh, so I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. So everyone wants to go viral these days. Yes. So whatever the definition of their own viral means. Mm-hmm. Uh, since we don't know what clicks and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to understand there's a bias which says that it's easier for the bigger brands to latch onto mm-hmm. the trends because in any case they get a lot of traction. Mm-hmm. So if they post something topical, it's generally seen as, um, you know, it's it's easier for them to garner attention around that as opposed to any upcoming or new brand. Okay. So, yeah. So what would you... Uh, kind of, you uh, so know, consider mind? this thing. So why would a user go viral? It's not uh, something which I wanted to pay money and go viral. It's the dopamine effect, which I would consider. Uh, so... Uh, consider why Facebook went viral when uh, they're launching. They don't have money. They're not a big brand. They're just sitting out of college. So uh, it's a dopamine effect which kept the user addictive to the platform. So I want to see who are my friends are. I wanted to talk to add a lot of new friends. So these are the features which keep you stick to the platform. So think uh, so this can be an example from a consumer perspective. So think an example where what are the things that can stick user. So always uh, from the content perspective, it could be a shareable content. Let's see, uh, I'm talking about how my company did some XYZ. It's useful for me. But you're talking about how uh, XYZ failed and did something. So that is a shareable and shareworthy content. So that is the virality and all the viral dopamine effect and how you're, it's all, the virality is all about two things. One is the dopamine and other one is the uh, neural psychology plus couple of things which we consider. Am I clear or okay, you okay. want? Well, slightly. What I wanted to ask was, um, for example, the latest trend, if you see the mm. search history, Google search history trend, which is the most latest, which is going on. Hmm. So as a new brand, um, it takes you more effort to come up with content, which is uh, kind of, you know, mm-hmm. very much, uh, even if it's relatable, it doesn't tend to garner too much attention as opposed to something, uh, I won't say lame, but something even mediocre, which is being posted out by big brands. Say, suppose a Coca-Cola puts up its uh, search history that mm-hmm. is Uh, bound to get more traction as opposed to something even witty if uh, any other smaller brand got it so uh, consider this thing so consider uh, tinder uh, as a company Uh, so whenever they post content they use people as their content creators which means you need to build a credibility first so coca-cola the nikes of the world and all this already have the credibility to talk about something and people will just believe it. So how do you as a small brand uh, create credibility? Something you need to understand whether uh, you have your founder has that influence where he can talk about something and people will believe and start get attracted to it or figure out a way where you build that influence and then uh, make that particular thing viral or uh, collaborate with some influencer and make that thing viral. So I can uh, name a lot of very small startups, which are like three and four member startups, which went viral because uh, they built the credibility first. 
So uh, they did launches and a lot of things and then build the initial traction, build the credibility. Then they use that credibility to uh, take the virality as a place. Got it. Thank you. Uh, Suman? Hey, Chaitanya. Suman here. Hey, Suman. Hi. Uh, hi. Thanks for the session, man. Uh, so you, I'm not sure if you have observed, there are a bunch of fresh graduates or people who are pursuing their final year, be final year in the audience. Mm -hmm. uh, someone who would be interested in carrying out a career like you or mm -hmm. shaping up a career like you, what are the top things that you would advise them to start doing right now, just after this podcast? Uh, just after this podcast, uh, so one thing is be data driven. Always uh, question things. So let's say uh, uh, consider marketing or consider anything. So let's say someone says that uh, this book is selling well. Uh, is this book really selling or he's just claiming it? It's, it is selling. So you need to question things. So when you start questioning things, that gives answers to a lot of things. So don't believe someone just says like you, someone sees online, someone talks about that online. So always be a data-driven approach that which you can implement in your professional and personal life. So that is what one thing which I would say. Nice. Okay. Um, Thank you. There's a question on chat. Yeah. Hey, Tatna, let's consider you just started up with very limited resources. What's your first few things you would do to get your first customer and create a brand for yourself in the starting stage? Uh, to be frank, when I started up, it's just me. Always I had a limited resources. I never had resources which I already want. Even now I don't have the resources which I want. Yeah. Uh, so bringing my first customer... Uh, First is, who is my first customer is one thing which I wanted to figure out. So I will drill down uh, 100 companies who work, uh, I call them as aimable companies. I will start cold outreaching to all of them. So this is my first thing which I will do. If I'm starting a company where I'm the solo founder, considering I'm doing everything, I'm working with freelancers, what I'll do is I'll pick up LinkedIn. I'll figure out who are my top 100 companies if I wanted to grow at that level. I'll start outreaching to all of them. Okay. So first, select the first 100 people that you want to target. Yeah, 100 companies which can be your customers right. who are aimable companies. It's not a small company. Consider the Pepsis of the industry or Apples of the world in that particular industry. Consider those are as your aimable companies. Uh, yeah, because the effort is going to be the same. So might yeah. as well like, uh, get to the big fish. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, so this is from Sumit. Uh, hey, Chaitanya, any particular hard skill or software I need to learn to get into the growth marketing sector? Uh, work on your math, nothing else. Math? Yes, obviously. <laughs> work on your math, work on your statistics, work on your logical ability. Uh, be focused on your data-driven approach. Mm. Question everything. Always question things. There is no tool. So let's say you're using a tool like SEMrush. What does SEMrush? You just hit a URL. Mm. It gives you a lot of details. But 
if you don't understand what is a page relevance what are the keywords why they are ranking why a particular keyword called as marketing tools is ranking why the uh, keyword called as best marketing tools is not ranking you don't have an answer or the tool is of no use mm. so it's all data driven driven with data driven with hows and whys in marketing right it's not the tool which does the work it's all the data which does the work correct so how do you balance this uh, very logical set of a mind frame mm-hmm. when you are on the uh, creative part let's say you are designing something or writing mm-hmm. an ad copy mm-hmm. right so a good balance is what is required right yeah i mean uh, so consider i'm writing an ad copy mm-hmm. uh at that point what i need to know is uh what are my uh, so look at first thing if you're writing an ad copy are you the guy who can write ad copies or mm. you're trying it for the first time mm. first understand that right two is uh what are the usps which a user would click so mm. uh write it on a paper see that if you're seeing that as a pamphlet or a normal paper would you going to buy that thing mm. or not right then put it in a ad copy the google planner and all of that okay mm. if you're not buying the product no one is going to buy it right that's true i mean uh, show it to someone who doesn't have any knowledge about the product mm. he can be uh, one of your cousins of ninth class or seventh class show him uh, always like we talk uh in marketing like talk like you uh understand it understands to anyone in the mm. uh, thing like whether he can be a 3 year old or 7 year old or 10 year old mm. if these are the people who we are targeting and he can't understand anything it's not going to sell right right so, because if you talk about uh features like vulnerability assessment compliances data no one is going to understand yeah. when the ceos sitting there they don't understand this shit right all right uh thanks a lot tatnia for doing this this was uh, really lovely lovely having you uh more than you know um what i really liked i mean apart from whatever i already said is the mm. fact that you are able to consistently follow through on what you set your mind right yeah uh, be it uh, while you are in your engineering college and then like though your friends are all out partying and what not you are more about building wordpress websites and then at some point you felt that this college degree is not going to mean shit so like you left that and you went out and then like you know then amongst all the options that were available to you you chose crazy heads and that again is a contrarian thing like you know you could have yeah. gone to i am bangalore you could have gone with the uh, l remote thing right yeah going out with that is again uh, basically following what you want to because at that point probably yeah. you want to learn a lot more right yeah you need to learn that intuition what drives you towards a particular thing mm. uh so i am i think it doesn't it didn't drive me at that point because i'm not capable of uh so i am you don't learn the execution part of looking at things mm. so what you learn is the theoretical approach and uh, building processes right so that uh, makes sense when you know how you can execute things at a basic level right uh when i'm uh, looking at the i eventually i went to iim that is when after two years so that is when i know 
uh, this shit, like what I wanted to do, what, how does this work and all of that. Right, right. So you need to figure out which stage you are in the first place. Hmm. Basically, you are a very self-aware pe- person. That's all I can say. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's like the bare minimum for anyone to grow, right? Yes. Aware, like you need to know like whether this is right for me or this is what I wanted to do. Or if I'm doing this thing, it makes sense because there could be some guy who is earning a lot and he is coming from IIT and all of that. And some guy comments that, hey, this guy is earning from IIT and why don't you do that? Mm. That guy is doing something which he loves. I mean, it's not what I wanted to do. Mm. Very nice. Uh, Hopefully, we'll uh, have you back again. And uh, like uh, five, ten years down the line, you'll probably be one of the top marketers in the world. And I can clearly see that happening as well. All right. Uh, Great. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks a lot, man.